This is a podcast from Rover. Rock lawyer Johnny K in studio now. Get your questions in. 3520. Johnny K. Yeah. Uh, tech producer Caleb had his car stolen. They recovered his car, and in the car was a t shirt with the face of a family member that was deceased. You know, some people celebrate the members yes. of the family by yes. rest in peace and yes. the full name uh, and the date of birth in which they passed away. Yes. Uh, with a one tap of a Facebook page, it shows this lady and her entire family in a family photo. How is that in terms of evidence and passing it on to the police? Or is it just admissible because they could have stolen it off somebody's clothesline? <laughs> okay, well, um, what you should do is um, you shouldn't touch it. You should um, pick it up with tongs and put it in a plastic bag and then hopefully the pl- and then give it to the police, you know, the officer in charge of the case, and they could do a DNA swab and try and see if the person wearing the t-shirt um, if they have a, a criminal record there might be a DNA link so that could give you the person that was it's certainly in the t-shirt and sweated in it right mm. but you can't use the, um, the, the, the the Facebook entry what do, you, what do you call an entry on Facebook? Post. Post right that's just a clue that's not evidence right but you and I know that it was highly likely that the person that nicked the car was one of the people in the photograph. So um, then you pro- provide that to the police. But hopefully Caleb has got insurance. He's mm-hmm. looking at me and listening at- intently. Yeah. Um, and then what happens is hopefully the police will investigate it. There are ways of sort of racking them up. So the way of racking them up is r- sending a, uh, a letter to the um, um, chief commissioner of police to get them to follow it up but unfortunately this the police got too much to do but that's okay try and get them to investigate it because you've got a clue there you've got fingerprints in the car too you've got dna in the car and you've got the t-shirt so that's enough to try and identify the person that may have stolen the car but the bottom line is there's too much work to do so they're probably unlikely to do it but you've got to try so sounds like too much work for a six thousand dollar altiza <laughs> Hey. I think we just let the ins- I thought it was a point. I thought it was a hundred thousand dollar Porsche. <laughs> now nah, he likes All to right. invest his money in uh, stocks and bonds. All right. Uh, it just that's a bit soul destroying. I mean, obviously, you hey, have you seen a, an uptick in crime? I suppose this is going through because we haven't seen you in so long. Catching okay, up. the answer is the, a downturn in crime, and now an uptick in crime. So what went up was. During COVID, what went up was drug use, and what went down was like car thefts and burglaries, mm. right? So now they're paying all their drug debt back with stealing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, the price of drugs went down rapidly, and so uh, made it easier for people to stay home and be entertained, so to speak. And um, now, hey, you know, you got to watch out for your car, you know. Uh, Johnny. Yes. I have 18 bodies on my lawn and my property has now been deemed a historic site in the local E. We want my land. What do I do? Well, um, you need, well, there has to be some evidence of it um, and that it was a burial site. So there is provision, um, but it's, it's difficult to do, but they could theoretically seek to um, have it you know, deemed a kind of a spiritual land and buy it off you. you, you if, it, if it's an issue, you could sell it to them. That, that, that's what I would suggest. There's a solution. Um, uh, Johnny K, if my boss assaults me at work, what can I do about this? 
Right. Yeah, um, hit him back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not the lawyer. <laughs> Self-defense, karate chop. Yeah, yeah. Judo chop. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that baseball bat was uh, to prevent Brad from getting into the studio. <laughs> But, I don't um, even think it'd slow down. <laughs> <laughs> the muscly fridge would walk straight through one right. of those. Right, right, so what's he going to do? Okay, listen, that's a terrible thing. And um, so, taking it seriously, uh, you are not allowed to be assaulted during the course of your work. It's Does that a, include verbally assaulted? Yes, and psychologically too. So yeah, psychological okay. pressure and stress needlessly imposed upon you is, um, it, it can re- lead to... Um, you could quit and then sue for constructive dismissal in certain circumstances, but you could file a personal grievance, you could get damages, um, you could get an order telling them to back off, right? So, but if they do actually assault you, there's two things you should do. There's one, you should go immediately to your trade union or uh, enlist a lawyer or um, an employment an, lawyer. An employment lawyer or an employment advocate, and you should lay a complaint to the police. You know, you just can't do that. It goes on a lot, you know, because people people haven't got any money. You yeah. know what I mean? Rock lawyer Johnny K in studio now. Get your questions in. 3520. It's been a hot minute, but Jesus, some questions coming through. We'll try and rip through as many as we can here. Johnny K, uh, I am an apprentice and have a two-week block course coming up. Um, can I hand him my two-week notice on the Friday prior to the course and see out my notice period away from work on the course? <laughs> um, can you even prior to the course? Technically, you can, yes. Jeez, I bet that'll go down good. <laughs> what a t- is, that a, is that not an indictment on the level of apprenticeships that are coming through? Like, is that where we're at? People uh, just trying just to find the wiggle all. room. Uh, that I would think... be you. <laughs> I don't even, I'm not going to do an apprenticeship. I've got no skills. Yes, um, you do. You were a teacher, weren't you? Yeah. Don't you have a, a Bachelor of yeah. Arts in Education? And then he got bat- spectacularly fired. Mm. It's a long Asking story. students to take him to town. <laughs> oh, we'll move on here. What have we got? We've got something else here. Johnny K, uh, how old does a child have to be to choose which parent that they want to live with legally? That's a very interesting question. Okay, so... Things have changed. Ordinarily, you're a child up until the time that you're 18, but the youth court doesn't, uh, the family court won't take any jurisdiction from 16 on. So um, it is possible, theoretically, for the child to make an application to the family court to go with a particular parent. But what happens is um, the parent makes the application, then the court um, appoints a um, uh, counsel for the child. To, and the counsel for the child will talk to the um, the youth and the court will take into consideration the, um, the youth's uh, views. However, the courts like to ensure that there's always access to the child from both parents because they believe that, that double input is better than single input, right? So there has to be some regime put in place for the the parent, even if they lose um, custody, it's in day-to-day care of the child, to have access to the child. Okay, so um, as for the age, up to 16, you can make the application. After that, uh, it's it's different. Johnny K, I moved out and the wife stayed in the house. I still pay half the mortgage. How long can she stay in there before it's just plain old taking the piss? How can she be moved on or given a hurry up to buy it? Right, well, then we need more information there. There may be children involved, in which case. Um, 
ordinarily it's until the children are 18. <laughs> um, or <laughs> by arrangement. Yeah. Right. It, it depends. It, that, that's very difficult. Yeah. We need more information there. But the bottom line is... Um, the you know the interests of the children are paramount, and it depends on the age of the the children, the dependency. They may be very ill, so uh, what you do now is you're going to go immediately to a family lawyer, and then start making arrangements for you know dates of separation, and then dissolution of marriage, and then. Um, They'll have to parents. sell the house to pay for the lawyer bills, won't yeah. they? <laughs> <laughs> you guys drive Maseratis, I've seen yeah. it. <laughs> you find a park when you get over the speed bumps in the Ferrari, okay? <laughs> Johnny K, my yes. sister's contesting my mum's will. There's not a lot in it, but uh, nothing for my sister. Does she have a case and who pays for her to contest and will it right. end up losing the very little that's left? Yes, it will. Okay, this is what's... So... Um, under New Zealand law and unique to New Zealand, the Family Protection Act 1955 has a clause to deal with moral duty. And the person who passes has a moral duty to look after a certain people, particularly those who are dependents as opposed to, you know, adult independents. But if a per party isn't, um, uh, d does not... A particular person, such as a relative, being a daughter or a son who doesn't take under the will, can make an application pursuant to the Family Protection Act for a slice of the pie. And the costs, the legal costs, can and generally do come out of the will. So, estate. moral of the story, if you've got a shitbag kid that you want to cut out of the will, leave them the lawnmower or something like that so they can <laughs> feel like they've got a slice of the pie. <laughs> this is what you do. This is what you do, because you got brothers and sisters and Dunks got brothers and sisters. When your parents, you know, say your second parent passes, right, everybody's got to get together and say, do not whatever you do, sue the estate, right, because we lose. Let's come to some kind of arrangement. That's Knives at noon. <laughs> Pistols. <laughs> Rock lawyer Johnny K. In studio now. Get your questions in. 3520. Righto, Johnny. Okay, let's go. Here's one. Hey, yep. guys, I wrote up my own will and got my family and friends to date and sign it. Is it legal? Yes. Me? So, two witnesses, but um, they can't take into the will of their witnesses to it. So uh, if you were giving something to them, go and rip it up. So what you can do is do a new one and say, I hereby revoke the previous will, write it up again, and get people who aren't beneficiaries, beneficiaries under the will to uh, witness it. So you if go. you're signing somebody's and will, you ain't getting sh stuff out of that. <laughs> and But also, you, you've got to have really some executor or some person who's prepared to, upon your passing to put it into place, right? So you get It's quite an honour that. Mm. You're the most trustworthy person that right. person knows. Right. Johnny K got yes, pulled sir. over for a breath oh. Yes. Uh, the cop made me remove my mask and talk into the machine. I mean, no dramas, but after that, I thought he just shoved the machine in the car and in front of my, the car and behind and with COVID and health and safety and all that, do they have to clean it? And if I was to fail, would that be invalid because they invaded my privacy and didn't use a clean machine? Right, that's a really interesting question. Okay, so um, you are required. It's you. The the person is talking about a breath screening test. Yes. Okay, so it's a device what you blow into, and there's a 
does the pass or a fail, but it's not evidential, right? It just says that you're either over 250 or over 400. And, um, and then if you fail it, then the police officer then arrests you. It says you're detained for the purpose of an evidential breath test, blood test, or both, and you, can't, you go with them. Now, theoretically, um, you could argue that um, a, a mask is an impediment to that breathing in, but probably the alcohol would go through it, actually. So um, it's, a, it's an issue, but the answer is it wouldn't fail for formality, right? So um, they are, once you're detained, you're detained, and if it was lawful, it's, it's fine. So you're, you've got a problem there. So this is what you do is you get a lawyer like me to defend it. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's your bread and butter, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John, Johnny K., <laughs> Um, if I appeal a parking breach for not actually parking in the car park and they don't reply, can they request a late fee? Additionally, can you be fined in a car park for driving through? Can you be fined a late fee for this driving This is one of those through? spicy ones because you've got to read all the terms and conditions yes, on that board that's, that's right, in the car that's park. Right. And, and the issue is, the, the issue in law is, was it in such a place that you had to see it such that you're bound by it? Mm. And there are some situations, like in some car parks, because um, I go back and then go and check where the, um, the, the, you call them, Brad calls them the T's and C's, the terms and conditions of parking there. And if it's not obvious, then your argument is, well, I don't have a contract. I didn't agree to it. Mm. Therefore, tough. What happens if... <laughs> <laughs> Here is Here we go. The Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the wiggle room. A wiggle room, wiggle room. So what happens if you park in said car park, yes. and then when you get out of the car, um, car, out of your car, and you walk away from there, but you walk with your head pointing down, <laughs> so you've got no chance of seeing the sign, therefore you're not legally bound to their terms and conditions because you were looking at the ground as you walked out. <laughs> <laughs> Just how a walk, dog. Yeah. Um, yes. And they caught you on CCTV, and you're, there you are walking with your head down. Yes. Uh, what about a sleeping mask? You know, like these on planes. What do you call those masks? Eye masks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. More that. difficult. We did have a bounce back uh, that did exist, and we we'll probably should try and find that. Uh, there is a register in which you can get your number plate taken off, so that you, the car yes, park companies you said that. cannot find you. Yes, you did. You you advised that and sent me the link. And probably a reason why that's been deleted off the system. Uh, <laughs> someone's put out a word with the big. Top I like brass. it when Jay puts his names to dodgy things. I don't remember. I don't remember being <laughs> Jay Reeve. Yeah. Uh, genuinely interested is New Zealand similar to the US, where you don't legally have to identify yourself with ID to police until you're detained for a crime. Right. Okay. That's not right. Particularly where you're driving a vehicle, right? Mm. So um, if you're in a motor vehicle, the police can stop the vehicle in New Zealand at any time for registration check, warrant check. If you're driving, they can require you to undertake an evidential breath screening test and they can require the driver to identify themselves by provi- providing, producing their um, license, right? But ordinarily... Um, when you're walking down the street, the police can't require you to provide your ID, mm. right? The, um, and it also applies to passengers in the motor vehicle. The driver has to identify themselves, but not the passengers. So, but what the police do, they're a bit sneaky and they get the identification of everyone in the car. <laughs> yeah, what about if you were just walking down the street and you had a 42-inch um, LED TV on your shoulder you'd lifted from a shop? 
Can they then ask you for your ID because it looks dodgy? All right. There's that that famous joke. My my Jamaican friend says, you know, the guy walks out of this. um, The the, the guy's got a brick in his hand. The guy says, hey, mate, is that a brick in your hand? He says, no, no, man. It's a deposit on a color television. (laughs) (laughs) And um, um, yes, so... um, that gives them reasonable cause to stop you and, and possibly investigate it further, yes. <laughs> a friend of mine who is a police officer uh, asked for the identification of a driver that, that they'd pulled over for suspicions of something else, and the response from the driver was, Google me, bitch, I'm famous. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it there. Yeah. Johnny K, it's always Lovely. good, mate. Lovely to see oh, you. It's great really to see good you. to be back. Thank you to everyone who texted in. I'm sorry I didn't get round to the questions. It's greatly appreciated that you, you know, you tried. Thank but you. But if they do uh, use the keyword law to 3520, yeah. it bounces back your details yes. where they can get in touch with you. Yeah, make yes. sure you bloody pay Johnny. Stop trying to get it for free. He's got a mortgage <laughs> to pay as well. The Jay and Dunk Podcast.